Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. I hope you're well. A few of you up and at it already, which is good to see. Trying to get things working here. Hope you're well. Let me know if you can hear me. I'm uh, in a little different spot in the studio today. So uh, there you go. Hey, Fritz. Good morning to you. Good to see you, mate. And uh, Luke, mate, how are you? Riley, do you have a tip for us today? I do have a tip, Riley, but it's probably one you're not going to like. <laughs> Don't waste your money betting. That's my tip. Anyway, there you go. Uh, hang around. I'll tell you a bit of a story, though. Uh, Alex, morning to you, mate. Jeff, uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I prefer those sorts of stories, Jeff. That is for sure. Morning, Deb and Tim. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining, folks. Well, it's the race that stops the nation, folks, out today. I think it is anyway. Anyway, I, I, I don't follow this, but I did hear it was uh, Melbourne Cup Day. Is it Melbourne Cup Day today? I think so. Hope you're well. Uh, listen, uh, interesting. Uh, over the years, I've noticed that uh, a lot of people who invest approach investing like uh, like gambling. Like gambling. And I'll tell you a little story in a minute, which I actually did win uh, quite a lot of money once uh, many years ago. Uh when it came to the uh, Melbourne Cup or the horses. It, uh, it's interesting when, uh, when, uh, when you think about how people invest. Tell me in the chat, folks, what, what are a few things that people do? What are a few people, what are, what are a few things that investors do? Uh, well, maybe inexperienced, maybe investors who uh, don't do enough research what do they do before they buy property and, and i don't know so i'm trying to set this up to tell the story a bit better but um you know what happens let me tell you let me tell you this correlation this story that uh, many years ago i was down in melbourne trying to do a bit of business networking and uh, it was over the the race weekend i was there with a couple of buddies and uh, we'd had a couple of uh couple of sherbets couple of wines and uh, the day was going going uh, fun it was a fun day out there in the world of uh, getting dressed up and having a few drinks and having a bit of a laugh. Uh, now, we all said, all right, we've got $100, let's bet. Now, I'm not a betting person. I've never gambled. Uh, I, I find it quite strange, actually, this, this really weird gambling thing that sort of everyone gambles. Everyone's got an account. You've got a few dollars on something, and it's just it was just never how I grew up. But, you know, these fellas that I was hanging out with, um, you know, were into it. So, correlation, having a good time, you know, everyone's in the right mood. Uh, maybe I should have a bet for the day. So, first time ever, um, took $100 of my hard-earned cash and we were going to do a bet, right? So, uh, what's, the, what's the type of bet, folks, that makes the most? In, and now, I don't even know if I'm talking in the right language here, but on Melbourne Cup Day, what's the, what's the type of bet? Uh, that makes you the most, gives you the best odds. If you it pays you out the biggest, um, what what type of bet? Chuck that in the chat for me. If you know what I'm talking about here, put that one in there. Let me know. What do you guys reckon? Yep, speculate. <laughs> yeah, most people speculate. Boom, the trifecta, folks. Righto. So somebody said to me, I was standing in the line and there was a lady in front of me, right? And she goes, I'm going to have a go at the trifecta. I'm like, all right, tell me a bit about the trifecta. You know, you pick three horses and, and um, they're meant to come in in, uh, in order or something like that, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, 
So I'm like, okay, well, I was just going to have one bet. I might as well. So what, what does it pay? And you can pay it a lot. Um, and uh, I said, well, I don't know anything about uh, betting. Okay, this is kind of like, think about this. I don't know anything about betting. I don't know anything about the horses. Um, and I certainly don't know much about, you know, the, the payouts and the calculations and the best way to bet. Anyway, so what did I do? What did I do? What do most people do, folks, when it comes to property investing? Like betting, anyway, like I did that day. I'm in the mood because everyone, let's say the market's moving. Uh, you're in the mood. Everyone at the party's talking about, you know, they bought an investment or you're in a, a chat group, you know, you're in a, a group on Facebook and everyone's talking about investing. You're in the zone. You're in the mood. You're in the energy. And then what do people do? What did I do? What do most people do? They ask who? They ask who, folks? Tell me, in the chat, what, what, who do they ask or listen to? You know, two, two, uh, two people they listen to, right? Yep, they ask the people around you. And often, Tim, often it's friends and family who don't know anything. So I asked a few of my mates who, who aren't betters. Um, they don't know anything about horses. They don't know anything about it either. And they go, oh, here's my opinion. Completely uneducated, un unsubstantiated, um, right? Anyone getting the correlation here? Anyone getting the correlation here with most investors go, right, well, um, who's going to win? All right, I don't know. Here's my, I like the name. I like the color of the jockey's jersey, right? All right. That's what happens, right? That's what goes on with people in investing, right? So I asked a mate who had no idea. I asked a stranger in the line, right? So here's, here's the other thing. So we ask strangers all the time. You know, go into a, a Facebook chat and go, hey, total stranger, I know nothing about you. Um, tell me about property investing, right? Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, ask a total stranger and then um, maybe, you know, I might listen to the media or the newspaper or something. Anyway, so that's, that's what happened. So I asked a total stranger, uh, asked a mate, I plucked a few things out of thin air, I put a bet on. And folks, funnily enough, I won. I won. I won. A trifecta. I won. And I won a lot of money. Seven grand plus cash. Now, at that point in time, this is the interesting thing. What happens often? What happens? Uh, who's, who's ever had this? And this, I've seen this popping up of late. Uh, property investor bought a property two years ago. It's gone up 150 grand. Now, what happens? Now, tell me. Tell me, folks. Now, now, what are they in in this um, in this little uh, little circle that they roll in? What, what what's the what's the general gist of it? Um, and this is not knocking anyone. I'm just sort of saying what we do often um, when it comes to the world of investing and, and and stuff like this. So, I was there and I won a trifecta. Uh, so now I succeeded accidentally without any education or information. Now, uh, I said, well, I won once. Um, am I now? Am I now an expert? Could I be? <laughs> yeah, Tim, exactly. The, the latest guru. Could I be an expert now on how you win a trifecta? I tell the story of how I won once and I stick with that, right? So for many uh, un, un, uh, unresearched, uneducated investors, this is how Often we, we end up in a place where we go, right, 
who's a winner? Let's kind of find one. How do we do this with property? You know, what's a property investment? What are the odds? What are the odds, folks? Like, you know, what are the odds of uh, winning when it comes to a horse race? You know, for $4.60. Now, you know, uh, that's four times less likely. So, you know, the ones that have got the lowest odds, I understand, um, are the ones that are the most likely to win. And the ones that have got the highest payouts, 26 bucks, are less likely to win. So here's the, here's the kind of drill, right? Um, how does this correlate? How does this correlate to, um, you know, property? The most likely properties to win. The most likely properties. Um, what's the best odds when it comes to a good bit of real estate, folks? Tell me, what's the best odds when it comes to a good piece of real estate? And and this is kind of like, I'm trying to sort of fit a story into a narrative today. But you know, what are the best odds? What are the things um, that we know? Um, that we need we need um, to make sure that happen. Well, the property, yep, good location. Now let's call that its its quality score, right? So quality, um, you know, uh, uh, the location, the design, um, the um, the livability, right? Okay, these are the things, the quality scores, right? In a good location, we need to be close to schools. Um, transport, infrastructure, you know, lifestyle, like like quality, long-term, the most likely to win and almost guaranteed to win. Like, let's face it, if you go and find a good quality property anywhere within any Australian major city and go back 20 years and purchase it and then fast forward to today, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a quality property in a great location with good design and livability that didn't double or triple in value, right? It's almost a fait to complete. The odds are better, right? And how do we know about that quality? You know, number two, you know, you need to make sure it has the right cash flow profile for you, um, you know, as we go along. And then, you know, um, the idea that it's easy to own, right? It's easy to own. All right, easy to own. What does that mean? What does it? What does easy to own mean? All right, easy to own. You know, low maintenance, high desirability for tenants, um, and uh, you know, you get get less uh, uh, less wear and tear, less stress, less problems with your property. All right now, that's that's really simplifying it. You guys know that there's a truckload of research and data and information, right? So the most likely, the odds, the odds of winning, right, are pretty simple, pretty pretty straightforward. But what happens, what happens with um, investing? Now, this one's going to be slow. What, what's the downside? It's slow, right? It takes time. It might cost a bit more, right? You don't get a high, as high a return. Right, you don't get a higher return. The cash flow is a little bit, little bit less, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, what's the flip side? The other flip side is like, all right, we're going hunting for something that might be, you know, a bit of a hail mary out there, you know. And what happens? What, what, what do we generally get with, you know, a higher odds, less, um, a higher odds, 
like this Nirvana, this pot of gold one, folks, this pot of gold. Well, the quality is not so good. Not so good quality score. And what do we mean by that? Well, the location, the location usually is either secondary or often, you know, sub, you know, sub-regional or the type of property um, is less desirable, right? Um, the, the, the offset often is that if you get a higher cash flow, then you often get a lower growth because the cash flow has to offset the growth potential or the lack of growth potential with that average property. The likelihood of that going up in value, you know, um, you might have maintenance issues, you might have tenant issues, right? You know, high tenant turnover, high, um, uh, uh, the property is quite old and it costs you a lot to maintain, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the costs on it. However, why are we looking at this? Because uh, the cash flow is high. You know, it's, it's $5,000 a year, $10,000 a year positive cash flow in your pocket. The odds, the odds of something else, you know, um, is attracting us. The fast return or the higher return rather than the smaller, the longer uh, return to wait for that. Anyway, hope that's making sense. Often, especially on, uh, on, uh, in the early days of investing, we might not have our, uh, our decision-making process really refined. You know? So what are the odds? The odds are often with the better quality, the best locations, often maybe a little bit negative cash flow at the moment, maybe positive after tax, easy to own, nothing fancy about it, um, you know, high cash flow, you're worried about, you know, um, those sorts of things, the odds are less. And what does winning mean to us as property investors? Well, we're able to keep that property for 15 to 20 years without problems or issues. It doubles in value. It, it goes up in rents. Okay, that's what winning means as a property investor. You guys know the drill. You guys know this. I thought we might try and have a little bit of fun, correlate with, uh, with property investing and horse racing. So there you go. Once I won some money, had no idea what I was doing. Did it make me an expert? No. Once maybe uh, we might have bought a property and nearly every property went up in value in 2021 uh, and two. Did it make every property owner an expert? No. No, it didn't. What did we learn from that? Good questions. Maybe we'll talk about that another day. Anyway, that's it from me. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted for today. Tomorrow, I'm launching a new segment with Wealth Coffee Chats, uh, and that's going to be Wealth Coffee Chats with the six-star team members. Uh, I'm going to be bringing a six-star team member, uh, a coach, a finance expert, a, an acquisition property expert, um, uh, a property manager, an accountant, uh, and some specialist providers uh, every other day in the world of positive and your property investing. And we're launching uh, coffee chats with the six-star team, folks. So I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, get some up-to-date info um, and uh, give it a good, uh, give it a good. Uh, deep dive when it comes to those subjects and those those uh, specialists as well. Anyway, as to the RBA holding their nerve and not putting up the interest rates today, but even if they do, folks, uh, we're at the end of the interest rate cycle um, 
and property prices have gone up already, folks, and they're still going up. If you're sitting on the fence, you shouldn't be because you're only going to get a splinter. Anyway, I don't know if that's the joke. <laughs> anyway, there you go. All right, folks, I'm done. You guys be good. Take care. See you tomorrow. We've got our first six-star team member tomorrow, property management. Uh, what's a good property manager and what do we need to understand about good property management activities? Join me tomorrow. Till then, folks, you guys take care. Great to see you. Bye for now.